was like, oh, Nelson? Then I, no, yeah, it's like, then I dust it with confectioner sugar. Oh, I mean, I punched him in the gut. That's what, that's what just happened with you and I right now. And then he's gone. Yeah. Let it rest. Let it rest. <laughs> I can already smell that this is going to be a good oh, one. Oh, yeah. Especially since I'm, like, not fully rested. <laughs> a long, a long day yesterday. Man. I really wish you would have been able to go with me, man. Man, Scott will tell you, I love being the wheel man. Just put me behind the wheel and make sure I've got some hot, some Funyuns and some Gatorade next to me. You can even pick the music. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but, man, any opportunity to drive to San Antonio... Yes, we, sir. We could have had, had a fucking blast. Yeah, we could have. If mean, I would have known a week or two ago, yeah. I, I have. So I asked for four days off in my offer letter when I moved to my new job. Mm-hmm. Um, the nice young lady at HR actually gave me a whole week. So I have a spare day off. And because I joined the company before the end of September, they were celebrating their employee appreciation month. And the last day of the appreciation month, they gifted everyone a free extra day off. That's good for like Mm. 180 days. So I had two spare days off. But Thanksgiving month and holiday season, it's upon us between Halloween and hell. I mean, New Year's Eve. Halloween and hell. uh, A lot of of time is missing. So if I would have known a week or two, bruh, I would love to have gone with you. Fuck you, Hector. And if there's... Hector, if there's a round two, mm-hmm. tell your boy. I will. I will tell you. Well, I, the reason why I gave you such short notice is because I you had such short notice. notice. Like, I saw it on Saturday, and I was like, cool. Am I really going to go? And then, like, Monday, it was like, yo, we're going. I'm like, okay. That's all I can leave it at because yeah. I don't want the rest on air. But, yeah, yeah. once once it does. but Once but, it hits the Twitter machine, when, live. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hector, fuck you. <laughs> Hector in the live chat says, look at Abel channeling his inner Martha Stewart. Does that make him Snoop Dogg? You shouldn't fuck with people that have done prison time. <laughs> and don't talk to Hector like the show's already started. We haven't done an I intro know, or right? greeting or bumpkin. I know, right? Hector in the live chat. Well then, since he's rushing me along. God damn it. <sighs> Live from the landing strip. In Houston, Texas, it's the 409th edition of Houston Wrestling Radio. This is Abel. This is Chris. Oh, that was extra spicy. (laughs) And thank you for tuning in and watching us live like Hector. If you are also in the live chat, go ahead, say hi, fact check, talk shit, whatever. I'll see it. I'll try to involve you as best as I can in the show. If you're not watching this live, that's okay. You can still interact with us on Facebook or just drop a comment down below and we'll try to, you know, interact with you there. Now we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Houston Wrestling Radio. It's been so long since I've seen you, man. How long has it been? One week. One week. This week has been a long month. (laughs) <laughs> you remember back in the days at La Cocina when we used to do this shit weekly? <laughs> but that was back when there was only like three hours worth of wrestling to watch. Yeah. Two hours oh of Raw and God. one hour of fucking TNA. Yeah, that we didn't watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Man. Can we just kick this pig? Kick away, sir. Full gears this Saturday. Yes. Did you know it was this Saturday? Uh, Yes. How soon did you know? I knew 
not this past Monday, but the Monday before when we were trying to put our HWR schedule and I asked, hey, are we recording this week? <laughs> yeah, and next week too, because next week is full gear. And I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. Okay, yeah, cool. It gets better. Yeah. Next week is Survivor Series. Ah, Guess where you going to be next week? Here. Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> maybe, maybe not here. Hector. Maybe. Are you still kidless? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Off the top of your head, what is the match that is worth paying for this pay-per-view for? Still pay-per-view. It's AEW. MJF. Versus? I don't even remember. Who the fuck is he fighting? I don't care. It's Moxley. A- there you go. Moxley is a champion. Yes. Give him a number. <sighs> That's not a number. I don't think I've ever done this before. 9.75. What? 9.75. Man, you're just like two or three strokes away mm-hmm, from... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where are those strokes? Uh, last night on Dynamite, because I didn't see it. So I'm wondering if I missed something. I heard that there was a really good mjf promo but that's all i know i didn't get to watch it i was kind of hoping that we'd be able to come here early a little bit so we could watch some stuff but that didn't happen i did show up at you know kind of a normal time and we just kept talking about personal shit so we didn't get a chance to i named her yeah jesus Convince so, me. Give me those extra strokes, I'm going to try my best to convince you. Give me those extra strokes. This is like the fourth week in a row. He said, calm down, little puppet. What the fuck was he talking about? Three weeks in a row because the fourth week I was actually at Open Mic Poetry. I'm down on the couch. It's 7 o'clock. I'm ready to watch Dynamite. It's on my PC and at 7.05. <clears throat> and I wake up at midnight. You? I woke up at midnight old this morning. Man. Yeah. You old man. <laughs> so we're just going off of... The last couple of weeks in general. Okay. I'm trying my best to ignore the fact that we've already had this match main event a pay-per-view for a title before. Okay. Um, I'm at an eight and a half. MJF has been good. He's showing some signs again of... It's, he's the devil, but is he the devil that you want... you have sympathy for the devil? Like Rolling Stones or Motorhead or, or Guns N' Roses? But... Then it's like, we've done, he played this before with Punk. He tried to pull his heartstrings and he got him once. Yeah. And then he, yeah. So the whole firm stuff's kind of shoehorned in to kind of like add, I want to say unnecessary sizzle. Because MJF, ever since his feud with Punk, he, he's, he, his rocket is aiming straight to the moon. He doesn't need any extra propulsion Mm -hmm. from any outside interference so the fact that they're trying to shoehorn oh i'm an asshole but i'm not that big of an asshole because i don't need them oh but if they're gonna bother me then i'm gonna have to turn on them and it's just eh. see the way the way i viewed the firm angle is that that is the angle for after the feud with with him and mox that they're like setting stuff up and that that in my brain didn't compute when i gave it the the 9.75 right like Mm -hmm. like because I feel as though that is something that is for later, for afterwards. That's the, the seeds of the feud. Now, I might be wrong because I didn't watch last night. You basically said you didn't watch last night. You mm-hmm. fell asleep. You mm-hmm. never made the, the uh, 
effort to go back and rewatch stuff. So we're both sitting here <laughs> not watching the go home show <laughs> because I'm because MJF has been there's been some spots with MJF's few uh, road to get to this match where I'm kind of scratching my head a bit if it was really necessary. Okay. MJF wearing the mask and winning the chip at the beginning of the night at All Out and us waiting. Is that is that it? You know, the reveal has to be that night or else it's going to be a shit. Work. Yeah. And then you see the reveals like, did MJF need any of that? And so it's like... Did he need the firm? Yeah, like, did he, you know. does, and does he? Because he's just, just still ongoing. I mean, because... But MJF's built enough equity through this year. That I'm like, all right, I'm going to give this a shot. If I don't watch an episode or two, I'm I'm not going to be dis- detoured by the fact that MJF pretty much, for all intents and purposes, at his hottest, is getting the opportunity that he should have got the first time when he was, when he should have been hotter. Okay. So that's all I'm going off of. So I'm going, I got eight and a half. Okay. Um, I was thinking... That you were going to convince me to bump up to a 10. Oh, no. And I think you may have brought me down to a 9. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, 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 again, I have this nagging feeling that we're missing something from Dynamite. Um, Hector, maybe let us fill us in. Let us know. Um, but if we're just going off of what we see in Sands last night, because we didn't see it... Um, yeah, you might be right. There might be something that's a little weak. And that something that might be a little weak might be Moxley. Because this, for me, this story is MJF. I want to see what's going to happen with him. I want to see, are we going to get a title? Are we going to actually get a heel face? Or a heel face? A, a face turn? Or is he straight up a heel? It, 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 was this a tease where, you know, like you said, he worked punk, is he working us? All of my focus is on Maxwell Jacob Freeman. None of it is on Moxley. Here's the other part that's disjointed to me. Okay. It feels like it's too crowded because... As soon as they announced that MJF was going to wrestle Moxley, he was starting to have promos with William Regal. Okay. So at that point, the firm should have never been involved. MJF should have got his title shot and it would have been MJF. But even then, Moxley would be third fiddle. And it isn't a bias against Moxley. It's just almost a bias for MJF and William Regal. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, and like, then like, Mo- oh, I'm, Mox- not, I'm, I'm, I'm going to win it my way. I'm not going to use my, my, my million dollar rings. Like, oh, okay, what are you going to use? You're going to use something. Hector you know? says in the live chat, the sad thing about this week's AEW show, it didn't sell me on the pay-per-view, okay? You're, he's not the first person to say okay. that. I did see some okay. clips of last night's AEW, and that crowd was garbage. Hot garbage. Where were they? I don't even fucking know. Okay. But the, the, the they were dead to a lot of stuff that should have gotten a bigger reaction, in my opinion, for people that have been watching AW on a consistent basis or say they're invested in the storylines that are in front of them. Mm-hmm. But that's the main match that I'm looking forward to. <laughs> Hector says, Mox did a rambling promo uh, to the point that Mox forgot the pay-per-view day. <laughs> really? <laughs> so really? that's why there was a gif of John Moxley on Sunday with John Travolta going like this. Is that what it was? Uh, yeah, okay. it sounds like All right. shit. The biggest thing I heard from Dynamite last night was that I missed Captain Insano. Yes, that was all over the interwebs. Yeah. 
would have been fun if I caught that in the moment. But yeah, now I'm spoiled on it. it so it's like, oh, yeah. okay. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure it was cool if you were surprised by it. I'll go one step further. I think this is the first AEW pay per view where I'm like, if I don't watch it, mm. I don't know what it is. I think. There's there's stuff that's happening at this pay-per-view that hasn't been given enough time to develop and then there's other things that are not happening and uh, that are not appearing at this pay-per-view or I'm like dang I think the fallout from the from the scrum is starting to settle in with me a little bit. Yeah. You know. I haven't seen the elite show up at all and all of a sudden the last week they're announced for the trio's titles, you know, and it's like oh it, the promo that I saw the promo that uh, Pop cut, he turned that around. I liked it a lot. Okay, but it just feels like there's stuff there that uh, did Joe really ha- need to turn on Wardlow? Like, what? Where's the investment? You know, like what? It just there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff there that it's like, eh, I don't know. Hmm. Well, okay. Well, what is what are? Let's we'll finish Moxley and JF. Okay. Eight and a half. I have Mox, I have I have MJF winning because I don't know where they go from here if Mox beats him again. I, I, I'm at a nine, and I got MJF winning because MJF is the hottest thing right now. Yeah. Uh, and while I commend Mox for after the scrum. Putting on his cape and going to work instead of taking his vacation and trying to, you know, be the guy that I. Mm-hmm. Good job, good job, Mox. I'm I'm not looking past that. That was a and great he, sacrifice that you did. And he is still one of the most popular wrestlers on that roster. Right. So. Yeah. This story is not about Mox at all. No. The, this title is not about Mox. The, this whole thing is about the payoff from Vegas, and I still maintain that. This is either a work from the get-go or a, a shoot that birthed a grander work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're talking about a long, uh, a long uh, build, right? And Mox having the title isn't that long of a build. Mox defending the title here, it doesn't have that long of a build. It's just another title defense for Mox where he's had the belt already for a little bit and he's established that okay cool he's a you know two-time champ like nobody's gonna question the the legacy of mox if he loses here nobody's gonna question the validity of mox if he loses here right but uh yeah mjf needs the win mjf is the hotter the, the hotter person right now and he'll be the more interesting one it's, it's gotta be mjf yeah um hector the all-out fallout made me feel like the, the like the WWE of old. Ex- the expected result. I guess he means... Not even the return of the elite sold him on the pay-per-view. Ooh, wow, Hector. Transition. Okay. It has been teased for weeks. Mm-hmm. By, it is speculated by a bunch of wrestling fans on the internet that the elite were going to wrestle the, the tag titles, against, uh, trios titles against yeah. Death Triangle. So Death Triangle... So Pac... It was like confronted the issue after their six man title match. We'll, we'll have a little fallout from that in a second. Um, I love the part where he said that the elite have the impression that they're coming for us, but we've been waiting for them all along. 
Ooh, that's love nice the fucking that's and he ended line. it with that. I fucking that's loved it. That line. was a very close runner up for at least he's making an effort to sell me to watch that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um Was that last week? That was last night. Oh, that was last night. That was last okay. night. Well, okay. I I saw a couple of clips on YouTube of okay. what happened last night. I haven't seen shit. <laughs> I'm at a 9 for that. Okay. Mostly because you're going to put a ring, you're going to put a ring in front of my television and you're going to have the Young Bucks Lucha Bros, Pac, Kenny Omega, and they're just going to blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Okay, nine. Easy. That's going to be 25 minutes of my brain just full of dopamine. Okay. Or serotonin? Which one would it be? Could it be both? A little of both. I don't know, maybe. Depends which side of the equator we're working uh, with. I'm not a brain chemist. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, small um, time podcast. Yes, <laughs> um, bro, I, I I gotta go with the ten. Obviously, you're wearing the propaganda. Show it off to the people. Hey, da da da. Make America mad again. <laughs> America's still mad. Like I love the books. I really, really do. Uh, I saw somebody post somewhere. Uh, I think on Facebook a few days ago. Um, Top 20 tag teams of all time. Bucks were not on that list at all. Top 20 tag teams all time. Bucks weren't on there at all. And I'm like, bro, nah. I, I get it that they're very polarizing, that there's some people that like to say, oh, they're just a bunch of flippy-dippy swap monkeys who don't understand psychology. And I disagree. They, they Yeah, they're not the psychologic masters. Psychologic? They're, they're not psychology masters. Uh, but they're still good, good enough to where it's not like their psychology is dog shit. Just because they do a lot of flashy, flippy, dippy stuff doesn't mean that you don't have psychology as well. They do have it, right? You you, you have to just put aside your bias against them and, and, and realize that they're good. You got to put your bias against them and put it aside to realize they're really good, <laughs> you know? So, um... Will we be as good without Verlander? Yes, Yes. <laughs> you think the Astros will make an effort to keep Verlander? Maybe. There might be some sort of backstage, hey, look, bro, I probably can't afford this much, but slide this across the table. Can you afford it? It's the most I can do. You know, kind of like the same they did with Correa. They offered something to Correa, yeah. but Correa's like, look, man, I'm looking for bigger, bigger money. Same thing that happened with Springer. You know, they're going to try, but they're not going to, like, break the bank. But at least... The- <laughs> At least they have the bargaining chip of Correa coveted money right. above championships. Did he win a championship? Nah, he was calling our post-game shows after yeah. we were advancing to the next round yeah. and the next round and the next round. Do you want to be that guy on the outside sitting in or you want to be a part of a repeat? Right. They have that. Yeah. Yeah. So how that's, how we, that's our in-depth conversation about how do the we get on the, titles. How do we get on the Astros? Okay. I don't know. No, okay. Back to, back to the trios champs. Yeah. I'm at a 10 just because of the names on the paper. Yeah. Just because I know that this match has the potential of being a match of the year candidate just because of the names on the paper, right? My trepidation, which is why I was at a nine. Yes. On paper, those names are awesome. But Omega was a step a, a step behind or maybe a half a step or three quarters of a step behind the first couple of weeks because he hadn't had that. He had just come back from injury. Mm-hmm. Now he's coming back from sitting on his fucking couch because he got suspended. Right. Not just that, all of them are coming back from suspension. So 
Are they going to be as ring fresh as they would have been had they been wrestling this entire time? And that is why I am not degrading it because I think it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how that is actually going to play out after they've been sitting on the couch at home. Are the Bucks going to be the Bucks? Is Omega going to be Omega? Can it, you know, can it actually be... You know, it tr- they were able to mask Omega. He was selling mm-hmm. a lot more. He was actually mm-hmm. per- looking like, or at least per- selling like he was a, lot, a little bit tired because he hadn't been in consistent ring shape. So that plays back to, can the Bucks actually use psychology to supplement... The flippy dippy, right, right. They use so, it to their advantage. It, that's something that's yeah. going to keep me intrigued. So that's that's the story part of it that I would normally deduct from and say, okay, yeah, on paper this is going to be great, but I don't give a shit about the story. No, I really give a shit about the story because, again, was this all work or kayfabe or shoot or not? Too, mm-hmm. you know what's actually going on here, and I'm I'm. Very interested because of the fallout of the scrum. I want to see what they're doing. I want to see what's happening when they come back. Can they not have ring rust? Are they going to put on the banger that I expect them to have? You know, or is it not going to be a banger but a little bang? You know, what, what's it going to be? So I'm interested there. I'm interested for the fallout stuff. I'm interested for the implications of the fact that they're coming back after this big controversial suspension. I am so interested in this match. Uh, what's Hector? Uh, uh, I surprisingly, I have Death Triangle uh, retaining. retaining. So do I. I think they will. Uh, all right, uh, Hector in the live chat said, <laughs> "No need to spend money on Verlander. Spend on locking down Pena and signing your Guriel and Brantley." I think I like Uncle Mike just as much as the next guy, but I think the Astros have proven that they don't necessarily need Uncle Mike. Mm-hmm. So if Brantley goes, I'm okay. I agree with you on Yuli. You need Yuli. You need Yuli. Um, I was afraid that after he had gotten injured that, um, oh, shit, maybe game you know five and six mm-hmm. are going to be slipped away because you don't have that middle of the rotation sneaky power guy. Yeah. You know, A lot of people look past Yuli. A lot of people look past him, but he's sometimes just as good, if not better, of a hitter than your top three. Yeah. Right? Especially when you look at consistency. Throughout that entire streak, he struck out once. Mm-hmm. One strikeout. Motherfuckers were getting struck out left and right. Look at Altuve. He couldn't get it. He couldn't buy a fucking hit until the dude jumped on the field and hugged him. Yeah. Broke <laughs> you know? curse. You know, uh, between... The Mariner series, the end of the Mariner series, and the the end of the uh, the World Yankee Series, yeah. at the end of the World Series, crickets from Jordan. Yeah, Jordan, we were like, yeah, you're the hero with the three run uh, homer there at the at game six. Yeah, he was the hero and the homer in the first game of the of their of the yeah. origin, of their first series. But, but the, crickets in between, in between yeah. you know. So it's like, but Yuli. It's been consistent. You could not get him struck out. He always either put the ball in play or he got on base. Yeah. Always. So you need Yuli. Yeah. We keep going back to Astros <laughs> talk, man. It's like, well, it's been three weeks, bro, and we're still like basking in the glow. Yeah. 
All right, so let's be get you back on track with something you like a lot. All right. Big meaty men slapping meat. Man, meat. Yes. Whose meat's getting slapped? Triple threat uh-huh. for the TNT Championship. Okay. Wardlow. Mm-hmm. Powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Joe. Oh, yeah. I forgot Joe turned on uh, on Wardlow there at, uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. I forgot about that. And I remember thinking, no, sir, I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> especially because Joe has a title that he should be defending. And, like, he, why is he even with Wardlow? Okay, I get it. Maybe they're both champions and they're going to be friends because they got each other's back. But I... We I, don't even... They I, didn't really explain how that even started. Just yeah. one day they just threw them together as a team for television. And I... Don't, and I didn't want one of them stabbing in the other in the back because it didn't make sense why, other than respect, it didn't make sense why they were together. Yeah. So why? And then when he did, I was like, oh, that's whack. I, no, I don't like this. And now that you're telling me that a triple threat match has been made for it, I'm not really interested. Now, the guys on paper make it sound like it's going to be pretty cool. I don't know how much man meat we'll see being slapped around by Wardlow. When you're talking about Powerhouse and Joe, like, I could see Wardlow tossing around Jungle Boy and, you know, Ricky Starks and some of the other, you know, smaller guys on the roster, uh, you know, some of the mid- mid-card guys. But when we're talking about Joe and Powerhouse in the same match, we might get a different kind of match than what we're used to seeing with Wardlow. Yeah. So while my anticipation level is not that high for this, I want to say maybe a seven, uh... This could be a sneaky good match. I'm at an eight. There was a, uh, oh, it was a, a clip of a pull-apart that was shown on Facebook, I think. And Joe and Powerhouse were on the outside with about a dozen different security guards. Wardlow hits the ropes and does a tope con hilo. Okay. A flip out onto the, and wiped everybody out. Mm-hmm. And he's the last man standing. Mm-hmm. They've been putting the effort of putting over uh, Wardlow's power. This is the first time I've seen him be that athletic to, th- to throw himself around that way. Because Joe does that too. He does that suicide dive, yeah. that suicide elbow through the middle rope. And yeah, he does yeah, the, yeah. A, lot of, uh, uh, a lot of kicks, spinning kicks, heel kicks. Um, powerhouse is going to be taking a lot of lumps. He might be. Um, on paper, it's an eight. I like all three guys mm-hmm. separately. I didn't want to see Joe versus and Wardlow as a team. That was a waste of time. Wardlow, I think, needed more seasoning on his own to get himself over as opposed to relying on other people. Um, number two, the problem that I think I'm starting to have isn't so much AEW fatigue. It's <laughs> brand supremacy. What? Because... What? Because... You could have easily built up Wardlow versus Powerhouse one-on-one. Okay. Three weeks later, we have Final Battle. Mm-hmm. You could have teased the breakup for later and then had Joe versus Wardlow one-on-one for the, for the Ring of Honor television title, which right now, <laughs> they ain't got television! So, AEW is getting to the point where they're becoming WWE in the sense of we need to have 15 matches. We need to cram everybody so we could all get a payday and everybody gets some exposure, even though that exposure might be five minutes for Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse at All Out. 
mm-hmm. or four minutes for Jade and Athena, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But hey, they got exposure, so yeah. No. And then and then you're also you know playing with too many titles because you know it, this seems like that this is just for the the TNT title and the the. ROH TV title is just an afterthought, right? Yeah. But it shouldn't be. You bought ROH, you kept some of the titles, you kept some of the talent, and we thought the plan was to give them their own show, and you're kind of burying the TV title by having the TV champion wrestling in a match that he's probably going to lose against the TBS cha- or TNT champion. Yeah. You know, so it's like, yeah. Or at least don't cop a front and be upfront about it. AEW and Ring of Honor present full gear. Have some Ring of Honor matches yeah. at Full Gear instead of having your Ring of Honor. And let Joe have an actual feud. You have one. Legit, which we're going to transition to in a okay. minute. I've got Wardlow winning. i got Wardlow winning. Okay. So there's an actual Ring of Honor world title match going on. Okay. It's uh, Chris Jericho, um, Sammy Guevara, it's Claudio, and it's Dr- Brian Danielson. Four-way? Four-way. Ring of Honor okay. doesn't necessarily do four ways. Four, At least no. our Ring of Honor. No. That we grew up on. Right. They didn't used to do they four didn't, ways. Yeah, that was exceedingly oh. rare if yeah. they ever did multi-man matches. Which, Chris, I'm going to ask you. What is Abel's favorite stipulation? The menage! Yeah, triple threat. I love triple yeah. threat matches. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, four corners matches is a little bit less because uh, then things get a little bit too crowded. But... I still like the multi-man matches. I like I like that whole, you know, no DQ, they jump in and out, they, they, you got to watch your back, you know, that, that kind of thing. I, I like it. I like it a lot. It, it lends itself for more creativity since you have less rules, but it typically shouldn't be. What you ruin, uh, when you ruin it, is when you start introducing hardcore elements, mm-hmm. right? So if they keep it to where it's just a, uh, um, where you keep the, the, Tables, ladders, chairs, kindle sticks, barbed wire, and you keep all that shit out of it mm-hmm. and just leave it as a four-way. It has the potential of being real good, especially with those four names on the paper. Yeah. That being said, I didn't know anything about this match. Maybe this was just birthed from last night. Uh, about maybe, two weeks in the making. Was it? Is yeah, it? I think they announced it last week. Okay. Uh, what happened to Jericho's Crusade of being all the, the ROH champs? Wait, these are all former ROH champs that he's going against, right? Sammy Guevara's never been a Ring of Honor champion. No, he hasn't. Then why Sammy in this match? So did they just like bury this this angle of him just going around beating former ROH guys? Because... The last ROH guy he beat was <laughs> Cole Cabana. Right. Which fueled the fire of, oh, Punk's oh, gone, my God. gone. Yeah, yeah, before that it was Planet Peacock, and then before that it was Bandito, right? Mm-hmm. So why well, get it that like Bandito and Dalton Castle, you know, and they're not exactly household names. There are people that are household names that he could have worked through that were former ROH champs. One of those being the American Dragon, who's in this four-way. I would have much rather had, okay, Jericho's gone through this guy and 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 this guy. Who's actually going to stop him? One-on-one American Dragon. That's where I'm hoping. That would be great. That's where I'm hoping there's a huge kerfuffle and somehow Jericho pins uh, Claudio, and we get Jericho one on one against Danielson at Final Battle. I mean, I hope so, but the fact that Sammy's involved in this kind of makes me think that they they forgot about this whole angle. Yeah, it's just weird that ROH is taking 
a lot of time on an AEW pay-per-view when there's AEW talent that could have been afforded this. If you're really going to go that route of, hey, we need to establish ROH as its own thing. ROH yeah. is not its own thing if it's an AEW. Right. Um, for example, how many Dynamites, since I've fallen asleep through all of them, how many Dynamites, their A show that they had from the beginning, mm-hmm. four year, they're on their fourth year. How many times in the past month have we seen Jade Cargill wrestle? On the TBS show, that bitch show, with that bitch show title. I don't know. Thank you. She's wrestling Nyla Rose, defending the title. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, okay. Nyla stole the belt. Yeah, this she is stole why the this belt. She's running around with it. Yeah, that. I thought that whole storyline is cute. Um, it, It's given Nyla something a little bit different than just, rawr, I'm Nyla, right? Um, it, it's giving her a little bit more personality with her stealing the title and then mocking her, but pulling up in the car and be like, Hey, look, I got your belt. You know, so I, I, I did enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I don't know if that means that it's leading to a good match. I like Nyla. Apparently they wrestled on Rampage a month ago and this is how Nyla ended up with the belt. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. I like Nyla. I like Jade. Um, for some reason, in my head, I don't see this playing out as a banger, right? I, I, I in my head, I don't see that this is going to be a, a, a match to write to Meltzer about. <laughs> so, I'm, so Meltzer I'm, aside, mm-hmm. is this a match where you see Cargill getting the one in thirty seven and O or thirty seven and one? I don't think so. I, I, I'm pretty sure that that Cargill is going to win this. I don't know who can defeat Jade Cardigill now. You're kind of getting into that Brock territory, that uh, Roman territory, where it's like you've built them up so much that nobody can actually believably beat them. Uh, And and while Nyla should have a chance, I don't believe in that chance. And it might be because this is technically heel versus heel. I mean, if Nyla was straight out face, maybe. If fucking Jade was straight out face, maybe. You At know. some point, if and, and this isn't a negative. At some point, whether it's on television or on social media, if they keep having shots or close-ups or pictures of Jade's kid ringside, mm-hmm. Jade's kid celebrating, Jade being a mother to her kid... Then she could be one That's going to be the baby face. Yeah. That has to be the baby face. Yeah. Not to mention... Look at her. Oh, I know. Damn. Oh, God. Mama Jade. Oh, man. Hershey's couldn't have done it any better. Oh. <laughs> I swear. You want to talk about marketing materials and mm-hmm. promo and interview and, yeah. pu- and promotion, publicity yeah, for the yeah, brand? Yeah. I present Jade Carkill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got Jade winning. I'm at a six for this match. I got Jade winning. You know what? I think I'm at a six, and I think I got Jade winning, too. Um, breaking the fourth wall. I'm also at a six, as in this match is only getting six minutes. <laughs> they have a... They're, they're, they're show, AEW has a tendency of showing themselves lately and not giving the women a lot of time they deserve. Okay. So I bring you Exhibit eh, B. I think some of that might just be because they're trying to not expose Jade. Because I, I think Jade is... Good and serviceable, but she's kind of like uh, Goldberg, where she wasn't like this classically trained, great ring technician. 
the it, the bigger issue at hand is that they're overstacking the pay per view when they could easily put out of twelve or thirteen matches. They could put two on the pre-show and they could put three on their live rampage and they can have the rest of the matches on the actual card time to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> so there's three I women's mean, matches. There's right. three women's matches on this card. I wouldn't okay. be surprised if they get a total of 20 minutes between the Ooh. three women's matches. Wow. Okay. And y'all can take that bet. We'll see. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna be if if I watch this, whether it's live or later, I will put a stopwatch on all three of those matches. So and see Bell what, to Bell, not not interest is included. Bell to Bell. Bell to Bell. The three women's matches will not add up to more than twenty minutes. No. That's your over under. Twenty. And you're taking the under. I'm taking the under. I'm gonna take the over. Let's see. <laughs> all right. What are we betting? We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I'm taking the over. Women's match number two. Women's match number two. Dr. Britt Baker. D-M-D. Versus Soraya. Yeah. Her long-anticipated return to professional mm-hmm. wrestling. Mm-hmm. Give me a number. Story? Oh, fuck. I'm at a 10. Story? Oh, yeah. I want to see this. I, I want to know what Soraya's got. Does she still have it? And Britt, I love Britt. So anytime that you can put Britt in a prominent position... I'm down, especially if it doesn't necessarily involve one of the titles. I'm down. So, uh, yeah, I'm in it. Story. But I don't really know what we got with Soraya. Also, I saw something somewhere on one of the Facebooks or, or Twitters or you know Instagram machines or whatever saying that Soraya is uh, limited from doing anything from behind. right giggity um but no seriously that like any move that you do has to be in front of her so no germans no no, yeah no drop kicks no even fucking schoolgirl roll-ups right if if that's what that means nothing from behind okay so that that really that makes it interesting but in a not good way interesting like oh i don't know if this is gonna be Good. See, okay, here's the difference between the Soraya interesting and the Elite interesting. The Elite, I believe that maybe they could have some ring rust, but not really because they, you know, they, they've only been you gone two months. You recognize them in the ring with what they do. Yeah. You might not Soraya, she's been gone for years. Plural, years. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, can she really go? I don't know. Like, I have more trepidation and less hope than I do with the elite. With Soraya, I'm like, mm, I don't know if this is going to work out for her. You know? This also, this match can also work to your benefit for our gentleman's wager that we just placed. Because if you are trying to protect and not expose Soraya, As you're going to make this short. quick. Yeah. And I got Soraya winning. Because this is a new shiny toy. You know, she just came back from years of being gone. You're getting with her what you should have got with Punk. To a lesser extent, right? So why not give her a nice little win? A nice little win streak. And she's going to beat DMD. Holy shit, she beat DMD. Yeah, I could see that that would be the booking. And either like a flash win or just out of nowhere just pulls out. Uh, what did she used to call her move? Face turner. Was it Pacer? The swinging neck breaker yeah. or the cradle DDT? 
Rampage. Rampage. Ramp- oh, she could still use that, right? Because of Rampage. <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so... If it's not trademarked by WWE, but yeah, I, I can see you're just like starting the match with that one, two, three, boom, and that that will help you on your gentleman's wager where a short match, you know, yeah, it can <laughs> can lead it to where it's under twenty minutes. But it's easy to pick Soraya, and before Paige left WWE, I was a fan of her work. Ooh, however, you, my friend, Me. are gonna watch this promo when we're off the air. Okay. Two minutes backstage, Britt Baker, by herself, mm-hmm. telling Paige that she is not owed bupkis. Mm-hmm. Nothing from the wrestlers or from the fans or from anybody for what you did in the past. I built this place by brick. You mm-hmm. just got here. This isn't your house. This is my house. She yeah. She's made it sound a whole lot better. Okay. Uh this is going to become a beautiful disaster that's going to be coming forward because there isn't a lot of this in the men's division, but I'm starting to notice a lot in the women division that fans are starting to side with AEW homegrowns as opposed to WWE exports. Okay, that's you know? fair. And for example, when Ruby won that semifinal match before... Yeah, uh, she got booed. And you were there. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the... Pro- Fucking Rancid played her out. And we were like, hey, yay, Rancid. Boo, Ruby. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Britt has these promos. And it hasn't been just with Soraya. She's not the only talent that they've come in from WWE. And they stick them with Britt first to see if, if they can float. Mm-hmm. Or to see if Britt can handle it. Mm-hmm. And Britt puts these women in their place pretty quick. Yeah. She put Ruby in her spot real quick. Yeah. You know, with some of these promos, she's just spitting fire. And at some point, you got to look at Britt being a face. Or yeah. a lot more of a face than just a Steve Austin anti-hero. She's spitting truth. There's a difference between being rebellious and being fucking blunt. Yeah. And she is a hammer as far as how blunt she is. Yeah. Almost jackhammer. The way she's knocking some of these promos out. And you can't help but cheer it. She was getting cheered after the end of that promo. The week before, where she's like, bitch, we don't take a, we don't take walk-ins. You need to make an appointment. I, I just... Woo! That was good. Got him. Really good. The, the comeback from Paige was good. <clears throat> but damn, Baker got him. Mm-hmm. Bad. Nasty. Nasty. I got Britt winning. Okay. It's easy to give Soraya the win. Yeah. Let's throw, let's throw a curveball. Okay. Brit's winning. And I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Um, Hector in the live chat says, this is kind of going back to the Jade match. He says, if she was any good, I would say Paige Van Zant would be the one to defeat Jade. Oof. Of course, there is a caveat if she was any good. She got a lot of side moves. If you look at that Instagram shots that she's been putting up lately. Woo! Um, Jade or Paige Van Zant? Van Zant. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um... It's weird that I'm going to tie this together. You asked who can defeat Jade. Mm-hmm. If Britt wins this and comes out of babyface, mm-hmm. Britt's the one to take it off of Jade. Okay. Britt holds the secondary belt, which gives Jade the opportunity to go for, oh, transition king tonight. <laughs> Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter. Yes. For the women's AEW title. This match might be the match that will work in my favor for our little gentleman's wager. Because if we look at, like, you know, the Jade match being five minutes, and then maybe the Paige match, Paige, 
the Soraya match maybe being less than five minutes. I got to get my minutes out of this match <laughs> to hit that 20 mark. <laughs> um, so, and I think they could do it. I think that they may actually give give these two girls some time to pull it off. To actually have the lengthy, nice, you know, could be, you know, a, a show stealer kind of match. Mm-hmm. I agree. What's your anticipation though? Eight, mostly okay. for haters moment. This okay. is her first main event uh, world title match on a fucking pay-per-view. And I'm sorry, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just a fatigue of WWE influx yeah. in the moment. Yeah. I need a break. Give it to Jamie. Nothing personal against Tony Storm, but yeah. there isn't... And I hate to say this. Other than the cage match... There wasn't a lot memorable in Thunder Rose's reign either. Okay. And then now with Tony, again, they're not giving the women a lot of time or they're giving it to them on a show or on a YouTube program that I don't watch. But I haven't been hooked on this Tony Storm reign at all. Well, I, I think what's wrong with Tony Storm, and, and I'll, I'll echo you here and also give it an eight. Um, I, I think what's wrong with Tony Storm is it's not Tony's. Well, it is Tony's fault, but a different Tony. It's Tony Khan's fault. Because I think that um, what he's doing whenever he gets, you know, some of these ex-WWE guys and girls uh, is that he, not purposefully, maybe subconsciously, relies on the the clout, relies on the past accomplishments, relies on uh, the past storylines that he knows that we know because he knows it too because he watched it and we watched it and whatever. And he he doesn't put as much care into it to build it. So it's like, hey... Or reestablish it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. He's not reestablishing it because in his mind, it's already established. And I think that's where he's fumbling the ball with the the ex-WWE folks. They're already established. I don't have to build them. So now all I have to do is they're here and let me just plug and play them in this prominent role. Fire and forget weapon, right? Mm -hmm. And he's not taking care of it himself to rebuild the AEW version of Tony Storm. It's okay. Okay. It's okay. You know, the AEW version of Tony Storm is is not built. Like, the only reason why we should give a shit about Tony Storm and AEW is because Tony Storm was a badass in WWE and NXT and all that. Like, there's no reason to think that Tony Storm was a badass in AEW, mm-hmm. right? Now, yeah, they had a little bit of that story with Thunder Rosa where they were going to be friends and this and that. Where they were attempting to do some sort of story there, but that all fell apart because of Thunder Rosa having to, you know, go away for a while. But um, I, I, I can see what you mean where the organic growth has been there with Hater. Because, again, Tony Khan maybe not purposefully, maybe subconsciously, realizes, hey, this is a nobody, quote-unquote. Uh, it's nobody, so we have to build them to get them at this level. And I think that he's not seeing the forest for the trees here because sometimes it's about the journey and not the destination. And if you're putting more care into the journey of making Hater into something that could go against someone like a Tony Storm, like a Ruby Riot, like a whoever it is that you get from WWE, then... That's actually better for fucking Hater. Yeah. And and I think that's where we are right now. I give a shit about Jamie Hater. 
I don't give a shit about t- Tony Storm. Same. If you told me this, or if you asked me this a year ago, I would have been like, what? No, yeah. Jamie who? Yeah, who? Yeah, fuck, Tony Storm all the way, yeah, yeah. right? Um, so that being said, I want Jamie Hayter to win. I think Tony Storm's going to win. That's my pick. Tony Storm's winning this. I don't think Tony Khan has learned that lesson for himself yet. I have the Soraya match going on before this match. Mm-hmm. I have Britt Baker winning. I have Jamie Hayter winning the title. Mm-hmm. And I have Britt Baker coming out to celebrate with Jamie. And then I have Jamie turning her back on Britt Baker. And now she's solidified as a face. Jamie is the heel. Okay. And there we go with that. Her intro's music is so fucking fire, dude. Jamie haters. I don't mm-hmm. think I could boo her. Yeah. I don't think she could be a heel with that entrance music. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Jungle Boy Jack Perry against Luchasaurus. Hector in the live chat says Tony Khan AEW equals WCW Eric Bischoff. Ugh. Yes, uh, Tony or uh, Tony Khan. Uh, uh, Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus yes. in a cage, right? No, not no, that, not that I'm aware of. I thought it was in a cage. Is it? I thought. Okay. I don't know. Am I wrong, Hector? Am I wrong? Is that not in a cage? Jungle Sor- Jungle Saurus versus Jungle Saurus versus Lucha Boy. Yeah, Lucha Boy. <laughs> God. No. Oh God, it's been such a long week for me. Ah, uh, don't worry. I've heard worse ring announcers. Oh um, uh, yes, you have. You have. You also heard better. We can't all be Bobby Cruz now. No. <laughs> Rematch, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, go. Uh, seven? Seven. Seven. Okay. I think, um... I'm still crushing on, on, jung- on Luchasaurus, uh, Jungle Boy, man. And now, this isn't deliberate. This is deliberate. They're not calling him Jungle Boy anymore. I they're mean, calling him Jack Perry. They're calling him Jungle Boy Jack Perry. They're, right. They're, they're JR got his way. Four years? It only took fucking four years yeah. to realize, hey, let's capitalize on this kid's heritage. Yeah. And his family lineage. Oh, yeah. he's the son of Luke Perry. Oh, my God. Yeah. Fuck. If Pillman Jr. can't get that break, at least give it to oh. somebody. Oh. Fuck me, Damn. man. Um, I don't care about this <laughs> match. Uh, not as much as I probably should because I... A lot of the the heat has gone out of the balloon for me on this whole feud because this should be Christian, mm-hmm. not Luchasaurus. He's already defeated Luchasaurus, yeah. and Luchasaurus should have been like the mini boss to get to Christian Cage, and we had that. And Luchasaurus turns back. Then he wasn't. Then he turns back again. Nah, I keep again. saying Luchasaurus, dude. Luchasaurus turns back. Then came, you know, turned back around, was a friend again, then turns back again. Like, it's just, it's been too herky jerky, and I get it. It's because of injuries and extenuating circumstances, and that sucks. But, hey, that's what happens in wrestling sometimes. Uh, Could the match be good? It probably could be pretty good. It probably could sneaky steal the show. It could, but I don't foresee. Their match in Toronto was bomb. I don't foresee it happening. I'm at a seven, and I think, I think Jungle Boy is going to win. Six, yeah, Jungle Boy winning. Okay, seven if it's in a cage. Um, yeah, Hector suggests it's in the cage. Okay, um, in a Christian cage. I... Uh, 
if Luchasaurus wins, you can call it a tar pit. Eh. Um, do you think at this point, AEW could benefit from having six pay-per-views a year instead of four? So that you can, you can start getting some payoffs sooner to some of these storylines? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. You got September mm-hmm. for All Out. You got November for Full Gear. And then you got to wait till February or March, depending when they want to do it for Revolution. Yeah. Then you got Double or Nothing. Well, they got five pay-per-views now. It's February or March and then May. And then no June, no July, no August. All in in September again. They could benefit from having a sixth. Or they could spread out the September and November ones. Because those are months back to back. You know, it, it, October is entered the chat. Oh, yeah, October. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Damn it, dude. I'm. But there's space for one more. Yeah. There's space for one more. <laughs> Aaron, what's up, Aaron? Uh, he says, it's winter. Why is Chris sleeveless? I like the cold weather, man. I'm cold-blooded, yeah. cold-hearted, cold, yeah. a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I'm, actually, I'm wearing shorts. He is. Shorts. Yeah. I haven't even shaved yet. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, a, a couple of years ago before COVID, I went to uh, War Games, mm-hmm. NXT War Games mm-hmm. in L.A. Yeah. And it was 74? 74. Okay. Jackets. Turtlenecks. Pants in L.A. Anything below 80 and they're... Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. We have, there's a couple of days out of the year that we go below freezing. <laughs> so I'm, more, I'm, I'm walking around like this in late November in L.A. Without a care in the world. People, at me, people looking at me funny because I'm wearing shorts, tank top, Astros World Series hat. Ah! Uh-huh. Yeah, guess what I'm going to be doing next month. Ah! Uh-huh. Is this the first ever AEW pay-per-view that we've had on our show that half of the time has been filled with nonsense buttfuckery? That, talking Astros and, and all kinds of other shit instead of focusing on the actual pay-per-view. Well, you know, yeah. Uh, Aaron says, Chris is LAX personified. so metal. Acclaim defend the titles against Swerve and Our Glory. Match number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with about a nine because uh, everybody loves the acclaimed. Um, yeah, I, I'm not at 10 because we've seen this twice before and I'm not 100, 100% sold on swerving our glory. Uh, still as a team, to be honest, they keep teasing that, something's about to happen. No, they keep teasing that they're going to tease that something is going to happen. Yeah. Like they, they, this isn't even foreplay. It's flirting. Flirting with a friend that you don't even know if it's really flirting or if you're just being friendly. Like, it's not a fucking tease at all. Like, it, it's like, oh, you were flirting with me? You find out 10 years later. You know, that's what this is. You uh, might not have the right concept of flirting. Well, <laughs> <laughs> eh, there might be someone out there who gets that. One uh, <laughs> or two tops. I think I know them both. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, like they're they're not. They could have laid it on a little bit thicker with the tension between Swerve and Our Glory. Yeah. Uh, um, they could have really given more more airtime, not necessarily in ring time, but airtime backstage, maybe an interview or something where they're like 
talking it out or maybe like candid video you know where, where they're like talking it out look man we, we don't you don't need to be going out there and just making fun of billy right our beef isn't with billy our beef is like just getting the tag team championships back they're they're no you know we the billy is the reason and this and that like i understand you have a, a valid point indubitably you know like, like <laughs> have a fucking back and forth there where yeah. we, we we see it then that's a little bit more of a tease right this is another storyline that falls victim to timing because okay. we had match number one at all out that by all circumstances, stole the fucking show. And Acclaim should have won. And they Acclaim should have won. They should have called an Audible there. Do you remember when the second Audible. match was? Uh, two weeks later? Two weeks later. Two weeks later. Or three weeks later. Grand Slam. Yeah. And then from the beginning of, from the middle of September, we waited seven S- weeks? Uh, yeah, six, seven weeks. Seven or eight weeks for round three? is Yeah. It just felt like a claim couldn't really. Hey, sometimes you could do round two back to back, but you got to wait a little bit longer for round three. Mm-hmm. If you're taking that second dose of blue chew, it takes a while to it kick in. It takes a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No more than two. <laughs> um, yeah, it's missing something, and it wasn't Captain Insano. I <clears throat> so the music video, and they had like stand-ins for Keith Lee and fucking Swerve, and I, I didn't watch the whole video. I just saw all the clips of Captain Insano returning, which I thought was funny in the moment. Yeah. Uh, I'm at an eight for this match. Okay. It's weird that I'm like high for a lot of these matches, but for whatever reason, the interest isn't hooking me. Yeah, a lot of this is on paper. Um, acclaimed are winning this. I they have to. No, I'm gonna save this for our overall of the show. Okay. But go ahead, keep going. I got, I got acclaim winning this. I got acclaim winning this too. I don't think you'd be kind of not smart <laughs> to take. The, the title's off the acclaimed right now. Uh, if you want to say, okay, my bad, we should have let the acclaimed win that uh, match at the pay-per-view, yeah. and we, we rectified that three weeks later, I don't think you could back off on it now and have them lose it back to Swerve in Our Glory no. now. Uh, they're, they're just too hot. They're, they're selling too much merch. It, it's, just, it's just too good for them to, to lose it now. Yeah. Let's see. Um, Aaron says, Acclaim going to take Rick Ross away from Swerve. Oh, shit. I saw that. I heard about that, too. Yeah. Uh, Daddy Daddy Ross, a double or nothing. Darby Allen and Sting against Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. I'm at a four. What? I'm at four. A four? Four. What? Yeah, I don't care. Defend yourself to them. <sighs> Jeff Jarrett? Like, I'd be okay with oh, it if he was man. hired as a, you know, backstage consultant. Uh, as a, a, a match producer. You know, a road agent. You know? I don't want to see Jeff Jarrett wrestling. I, didn't, I, I got burnt out of Jeff Jarrett. In TNA. In TNA, being the king of the mountain, booking himself over and over and over. Like, to me, he was like, Yahweh, (laughs) 10 years ago. (laughs) Yahweh, 10 years ago. And just because you've had a a few years gap in between doesn't mean that I'm ready for you again. In fact, it's even more so that I don't want to see you because now you're even older. I don't want to see you on my screen. And then you... 
Sting has a bit of a pass because Sting has been proving himself. But still, I don't want to see an old man fight. <laughs> and Darby oh, isn't the pillar he once was. Oh, man. I, I like Darby, but I think the stuff with him and Sting may have run its course. And instead of elevating and giving Darby a rub, I think now that's actually given Sting more of a rub than Darby. And Darby's all rubbed out. How wrong you are. Oh, am I? Oh, yeah. Hector agrees with me. Hector says oh. zero for that match in the live He chat. doesn't agree with you because you gave, he, you gave it a four. Oh, So okay. he's not agreeing with you. Yeah. You're wrong. Abel shaved his head and lost his mind. <laughs> to yes, box a nail, to keep brain from freezing, now I got you. Because you're wrong. Why am I wrong? Nothing, nothing can sink the boat that is Darby Allen. I am at a... Double zero. Ah, get the fuck out of here. Zero, Look, I can see through the zeros. Get the fuck out of here. Somebody shoot Jeff Jarrett. Whoa. Dude. (laughs) What? This is probably going to be either (laughs) the end of the beginning or the beginning of the end for me as far as the future of AEW. Okay. Darby should have been on his own at least three months ago. Okay. The stuff with Sting was cool. It had a, it had its moment. It had a good run. I would have had to pay off B Sting and Darby against the Hardys. Just to put over Darby and give mm-hmm. Sting a nice little farewell. Because he's killing himself at 66, diving off a of fucking through tables and off of balconies and shit. Like he's yeah. still an EC like he's an ECW now. Yeah. You remember when we were talking about, man, if NXT signed Jay Lethal, whoo! Yeah. Or, man, if Vince McMahon could pull his head out of his ass or his lawyer or attorney's ass quick enough so he could notice fucking Jay Lethal, yeah. whoo! Yeah. Jay Lethal has done shit in, Ring of, in this Ring of Honor AEW, R-O-H-E-W, you know? It's like, what the fuck, dude? How do you do that to Jay fucking Lethal? Mm-hmm. How? I don't know. No. Mm-hmm. This needs to be done. Put a put a bullet in somebody. This has got to go. Yeah. That's, from this moment, from this weekend forward, Jay needs to be doing his own thing. As a wrestling fan, I can appreciate what they're trying to do with whatever group Jay Lethal's is because they never even named it. It's just Sanjay going all like India Joker on you and the huge India guy. With promise, but he's still stuck in a holding pattern with those three. They just need to shit and get off the fucking pot. And Lethal's got to go do his own thing. And Darby needs to do his own thing. Because you are exactly right. Mm -hmm. Last year, Darby was one of the four pillars that kept AW propped. Mm -hmm. Right now... Half of those, a lot of those pillars, if not all the pillars, are not in equal footing. Mm-hmm. MJF is tipping over the roof like this. Mm-hmm. Darby's shrinking. Britt Baker is somewhere here because she's knocking out fucking Sammy Guevara because Sammy Guevara is too busy knocking out Ty Conti. That's like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? And then they're bringing in all this WWE weight that's just like holding everybody down. And then you pop the balloon with CM Punk. Fuck! Yeah. AEW right now. It's not as good as AEW was before Punk got there. And it even isn't as good as AEW was when Punk was there. Yeah. So what are we doing now? What's next? What's the big thing? What are you going to do? How are you going to fix this? 
So yeah, uh, and this is a huge example. You could do so much more with Darby and Lethal. Even if you want to throw both of them and have their own one-on-one feud in Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. And have a match without dishonor. Do some kind of ladder war. Do some crazy shit. Where an established <laughs> ROH former champion against an up-and-coming suicide wrestler. They're just going to butt heads and make a fucking generic Osteen mm-hmm. rivalry out of it. But they're both just... All right, As- now it's... As much as I don't want to say that there needs to be another hour of, of fucking wrestling programming on telly, I think that there can be a lot of uh, problems on this card and problems with AEW booking in general if you had that fabled ROH one-hour show. Because uh, the, the problem that you have with Joe not having something to do and being overshadowed by, by uh, Wardlow, that could be fixed. Uh, that way, or overshadowing Wardlow. You're gonna yeah. give me Joe versus Wardlow. Who am I gonna pick? Of course, and, and Joe. Same thing here with with Darby and and Lethal. Darby and Lethal could be doing their own separate thing in uh, uh, um, ROH, mm-hmm. right? And you could separate them from Sting and Jarrett. If you really want to think that, okay, at least maybe I'll get some casual, you know, old wrestling fans like, oh, Sting and Jeff Jarrett, I remember them. Okay, great. Yeah, go ahead and leave them on the main roster. I don't, I wouldn't mind, and I can't believe I'm saying this, I wouldn't mind to see if you insist on having guys like Sting and Jeff Jarrett around, do what uh, TNA attempted to do for a cup of coffee with the main event mafia, where you basically had the old fuckers division. Right. Eventually, the main event mafia turned into more than just the old fuckers division. Eventually, and they had the legends event. title. I get it that they went a different direction eventually, but you could kind of still do that here with where you have you know the real wrestling and the the viejitos. I would prefer, you know I would prefer which what they're trying to do here in essence. They tried to do an evolution version of Main Event Mafia where it was Kurt Angle and Sting or Kurt Angle and Booker T. But then they had Magnus as the future and right. Joe as yeah. the future. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, with Fortune, you had Je- yeah. you had Ric Flair. Yeah. But then you had Kaz and you had fucking uh, Beer Money. Yeah. And you had AJ as like the Starscream to the Megatron in that yeah, group. Yeah, yeah. This, it needs to be somewhat either cohesive or blowed up. Because yeah. you have the, the elements of the main event mafia that we're both looking for, where you have the established old timers like Sting and Jarrett, and then you have the future of Darby and Lethal. But Lethal's already been established. And I don't He's think... more established to that AEW audience than Jarrett is. I don't think Lethal is the future. I think Lethal is the recent past. Yeah, I agree. It may be teetering on present. I don't think he's the future anymore, man. It ain't I, Sting he's, either. He's, he, he right now, to me, is what Ziggler was two years ago. Where it's like, damn. What could have been. And maybe, 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 maybe long shot he still can. But two years from now, maybe even less than two years from now, I'm going to think about him the same way I think about Ziggler. Where it's like. Ah, well, ya ni modo. Too bad. It's too late. Yeah. What if Darby turns on Sting and joins the House of Black? That, that's what Aaron is saying in the live chat. Uh, It'd be interesting. Yeah. It'd be different. It'd be a swerve. I wouldn't expect it. I don't know if I necessarily want 
uh, a Darby in the House of Black, though, maybe. And see, the time to have done that would have been months ago. When you, thought, when you thought Sting was going to be in the House of Black. But instead of Sting, it was Darby. Oh, my God. You know, but now it, it's like that iron's not hot either. Yeah. I mean, could they do it? Maybe, you know, but. Uh. We've been through everything on this AW card. Okay. Give me a number for everything. Overall, I am not as excited of this as I would normally be. Um, I'm going to give you a number and it's going to be seven. Okay. Uh, I remember how I said, hey, hold on. I'm, I'm going to hold this until I actually do like the Let overview. It go. Yeah. Um, there were a few NXT pay per views where we here, HWR, where it was me, you, and Arnold or whoever it was. Uh, maybe this was even still back in Travis days, uh, where we're like, I don't give a shit about this NXT takeover. I don't. I, I, and we rated everything low. Our overall numbers were low. Everything was like, I don't really care. And then we saw it. And then it was like, Oh my! What? Oh my god! This was so awesome! Like I can't believe we didn't give a shit about this. Please this put your great. glasses back on. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like this was so cool. You know, and we were just blown away because we had lowered expectations. Yeah. Maybe that's what's going to happen here. This is the most Maybe. hollow eight I've ever given because the numbers that I gave out were pretty high consistently for everything minus the Jeff Jarrett match. But for whatever reason, when I hang around and watch the shows with Scott and Travis, Travis is always like, I'm not paying as long as you, we go watch it at my place, but I ain't paying shit as long as y'all pitch in and y'all cover it or me and Scott will watch it or we steal a feed somewhere. Yeah. The last couple of times I've gone either by myself or with my nephew to the movie theater to watch it. This is for as good as it looks on paper. This show overall feels like an afterthought to me. Like I, I don't really have. The desire to make an effort to watch this. I just, I don't know. It's just just there. I I think the only reason why I'm as high as I am at a seven is because of all the positive equity that AEW has for me. I I am invested in AEW. I've been invested since day one. I think this is the lowest that the ticker has been for me. Um, But it's still pretty high overall, right? Uh, You know, it can't be, you know, tens all the time. So, um, I, I'm, I'm still expecting to be sports entertained. <laughs> I'm still expecting to have a good time. You're expecting, but yeah. are you watching it? Have you ordered it already? No. Have you paid for it already? No. Do you plan on doing it before it goes live on Saturday? No. I, I'm so not. So how do you plan on watching this? I don't know. Uh, I actually have something that I have to do on Saturday. So I don't know exactly what time that's going to end. Uh, so I don't know what time I can watch the pay per view. So it's like, I, either I'm gonna start it late and try to order, or you know, right then if I, I have the chance, or I'm not sure if I'm gonna be home really late and I'm just gonna miss it all, watch it Sunday. But I don't want to necessarily pay for it all just myself in my own house. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know yet. The the plans are still a little bit up in the air for it. Okay. Uh, Hector says, AEW Main Event Mafia, Sting, Jarrett, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, Yuta, and Ethan Page. Ugh. No? You don't like Yuta and Ethan Page, or you don't like the Hardys? I don't like the Hardys. Okay. They've had their run. Thank you. Next. What if it was just Matt? No. Matt and Christian? No. Okay. That's it. They... <sighs> 
You can only live off of nostalgia for so long. At some point, if you're not going to be fresh enough on a consistent basis, you're going to become impact. You're going to become ring of honor. And you're not going to yeah. get to the levels that you're expected to be. Yeah. And this is me as a fan of impact, as a fan of ring of honor. It's remained niche. If AEW is trying to compete with the mom and pop of the United States conglomerate WWE, you can't just live off a niche. This is why I, at some point I got kind of fed up of, I miss punks. I miss punk. I'm glad that he's back. But do we really need to go that deep in the well to be relevant? Mm-hmm. If you can't be relevant with the people you have now, if you can't keep an orderly house with the people you have now, how are you going to bring anybody else into this? And the hope, the hope, I think is only MJF. That's your only hope because you're not going to get it with uh, a cowboy shit. Mm-hmm. You've tried that. You're not going to get it with Mox. You've had it with Mox. You've gone to as far as you could go with Mox on top. I think you have. You've gone as far and that's still not far enough. To be considered competition to what your right. your ultimate goal Mox is. Mox is nowhere near levels of Stone Cold or Cena, and he, right? Well, or Roman. Mox isn't there. I'll give him the credit for this. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had enough talent in there to do it with someone. Okay. Because even now, there's at least six or seven headliners, main event people that you can toss around with Roman and survive the next year. Moxley hasn't had six or seven people built up equity-wise enough to give value to compensate with Moxley to take it together. You don't have all that. Do you think um <laughs> do you think Tony Khan could call up Mr. Beast? <laughs> I mean it worked because you say, oh those six or seven guys, yeah, one of those is fucking YouTube star Logan Paul. Right? So they're running out of guys. WWE is running out of guys. To feed yeah. to, to Roman. So, like, you definitely don't have enough guys to feed to uh, Moxley or MJF. And yeah. to be honest, I think the person that could surpass Moxley's popularity and give you a crack at mainstream would be MJF. Because MJF is brash enough to where he could say something stupid where it might get mainstream headlines. So who's MJF's main foil? I don't know. Maybe just Mox. I don't know. There's a problem. If. I mean, could it be Kenny at some point? Because that's who we all hoped it was going to be four years ago. We all hoped that, oh, man, the elite, they're, they're starting a promotion. It, that, that means Kenny's on top of the world. That's the other part right? of the beautiful disaster because I mentioned this months ago with Wardlow. At some point, there's going to be a divide between wrestling fans if they want the flippy-dippy indie stuff or if they want the slow and controlled sports entertainment stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was part of the friction when Punk first got there. It was the first thing he said was, y'all are going too fucking fast. Y'all need to slow the fuck down. Oh, well, we made it this far. We ain't got to slow down. And people started flying, dropping, getting injured, and dropping like flies. Mm-hmm. So do you want a guy like MJF who's flat out m- m- admitted in promos, y'all don't like me because I'm not your New Japan five-star flippy-dippy drop myself on my neck. Yeah. Kind of guy. Yeah. Do you want that or do you want Kenny? I'm thinking outside the box. If there's a guy, if, if Khan is the wrestling fan, he says he is the only thing that has legs that I can see from the outside looking in. That could be MJF's biggest foil mm-hmm. is Tony Khan. <laughs> 
re- run back the Stone Cold versus Vince McMahon thing? It all, technically, after All Out, it already started. Because that's what MJF threatened to quit. And he called out Tony Khan. And, and he 20, got kicked off the air. And 2024 is still in the future. And you know, we're still talking about, well, in 2024, I'm going to get my payday and I'm going to go whatever. And they yeah. played the email, the voicemail. Yeah. And all out. Yeah. So we can have, if, if for whatever fucking reason, MJF doesn't win on Saturday, he can come right out that following Wednesday and say, look, Tony, this you didn't hold up your part of the deal. Part of me signing was that you were going to give me this. Mm. Not an opportunity, the actual mm-hmm, benefit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it didn't happen. So you need to come out here and fix it. And that's where we get that. Even if, my, if MJF does lose, the biggest rivalry that AEW has in their hands right now is MJF versus Tony Khan. Okay. And maybe, maybe that's enough to get them close enough to the next level where they can actually box with God. Okay. Because right now, AEW specific talent in the main event. Who's in your main event picture right now in AEW? Moxley? Mm-hmm. MJF? Mm-hmm. Jer- no, Hangman? Not, not Jericho. Jericho is right now not in the main event. He's taking a back seat for the ROH main event. Uh, you, can, you can salvage Hangman. He might not necessarily win the belt, but yeah. again, if you want to go, if, if AEW fans that don't have ADD, we started du- the first double or nothing with MJF uh, um, win, uh, and Hangman with that battle royal and calling him Horseface. So you could yeah. always run back MJF and Hangman. You yeah. could bring Hangman's value back up. What about who else? Adam Cole. Now, that brings me to something that Aaron said in the live chat. He says, thoughts on rumors that uh, Jake Roberts, uh, Soho, Thunder Rosa, and possibly Cole are returning at full gear. I think Adam Cole will be returning. And if so, Adam Cole should be in that main event conversation. No, I disagree. No? No, I disagree. No? No. Why? Defend yourself, sir. He already had the opportunity this time last year. They didn't really do anything with it. And ever since then... He's been meddling in the in the trios division. That whole argument of oh, it's the it's the undisputed elite, mm-hmm. and then uh, fucking undisputed turn on the elite, and then everybody fell off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Adam Cole got injured. Kyle O'Reilly almost died. Bobby Fish went boxing. Mm-hmm. If anything, the reason Death Triangle win is because Adam Cole reunites with the Kingdom. And we have the elite against the kingdom in the trios division, which means that's where Cole's at. Taven, Bennett, and Maria, and Cole. That's where they're at. So that means you're in the trios division. You're not heavyweight. If I get more more of Mike and Maria, I am okay with that on the TV. Yeah. Okay, so who would be the main event? So who else is there? Wardlow? You think he's ready? Well... Hector in the live chat says Wardlow is MJF's next rival. The story's already there. You can run that back. All right, we'll give you that. There's four. Wardlow, MJF, Moxley, Hangman. Four. Who else? Hector wants to see MJF versus Osprey. See, I don't count. Unless Osprey's got the signature that he's working with AEW. And not New Japan. Yeah, that don't count. That's I not, mean, I still want to. I I'd still want to see the match. I do want to see it. Save yeah. that for Wrestle Kingdom. But what okay. does that do for the AEW brand rising right up? Yeah. yeah. What does that do? Yeah. American Dragon. 
MJF versus Brian Danielson would be interesting. Especially if the other uh, hypothesis that's floating around is that Regal turns on Moxley and goes with MJF. Mm-hmm. MJF said that promo in the beginning. I'm going to win it my way. I'm not going to use the million dollar ring. He's not going to need it. He's going to have Regal's knucks. Mm-hmm. Brian, oh my God, why did Regal turn on us like that? Brian versus MJF. You do have a story. You can make a story out of that. Yeah. So that's five. Uh, At least one more. Aaron, Aaron says, uh, I kind of want to see Scorpio versus MJF or Ethan Page versus MJF. Scorpio versus MJF would be a nice little match on a, on a, on a Dynamite. Rampage. Or, yeah, a Rampage. But I think you, I think AEW is really missing the boat on Ethan Page. Right now, yeah. on television, yeah. is Ethan Page being presented no. as a heavyweight contender? No, no, no. no. You're that's, right. what You're right. that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I like these dream it, matches. It's a, different, it's a different conversation. Yeah. You're right. It's a different conversation. I think eventually Ethan Page could get there if they actually handled him right. So far, since he has arrived, since he's moved from Impact, when he broke up with uh, Jonathan Alexander, is no longer part of the North, I thought, this is the guy to lead TNA. Oh, wait, you know, you're going with Josh Alexander? Oh, okay. Well, what about... Oh, Ethan's at AEW? Fuck yeah. To the moon hey, with Ethan Page. What's he doing with Scorpio? And... What's he doing with the MMA guy? And... All of a sudden, he's an MMA guy? And... Now he's with another fucking stable of randos? And... He's still doing bupkis? Yeah. And where do we go with Ethan Page? Yeah. I think he's been fumbled. You got five. He's been fumbled. Those five. Yeah. Is that enough? Possibly. If you do it right, possibly. Because you you can have your five main event guys as long as you have a supporting, a good supporting mid card that can kind of flow in between on the cusp, on the bubble. Maybe. I'm gonna flirt with Maybe. this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna fill in the six. I want to see Miro in the main event, says Hector Reyes. Oh, that'd be nice. But where where he at though? Where he at though? Maybe he's praying with God. I'm gonna flirt with somebody's opinion. Say the feud is MJF versus Tony Khan, and Tony Khan's contracted wrestlers can't get the job done. He has to go get Will Ospreay. Okay. Maybe. But that's underlying the main rivalry, which would be MJF versus the the owner of the company. Again, which is the same trope in every fucking wrestling company now. Yeah. It's just, is it enough? Because right now, Ethan Page, eventually. But by the time we get to Ethan Page, will AEW be on the same level as Impact, Ring of Honor, MLW? Hell, How many New Japan shows have we seen this year? Uh, I didn't. Well, I mean, ask Hector. Hector's seen all of them. He ain't even here! Yeah. So how many? So, yeah. Yes. If AW, WWE's up here, if AEW's trying to get up there, they're going to they're gonna need something. Because right now, what they got, what they're doing, I don't think it's going to get them there. I think. Okay. And the, the drama, the fallout with the one guy that could have, that was helping them get as close as they've ever been to it, look what they did with him. Yeah. Look how they treated him. You think anybody else that has name value is going to want to go there? Well, because uh, they're now, be- now it sounds like you're taking Punk's side. It's not taking Punk's side. Okay. 
It's just perception is reality. You think anybody that has any clout is going to be listened to or being advised to as opposed to what everyone else is saying? Well, I don't know because you also have like – if you have Jarrett and you have uh, uh, Dustin Rhodes and you have Jericho, you have some locker room oh, leaders. <laughs> I know. You have some locker room yeah. leaders that are well-respected in the wrestling community. I'm not saying I want to watch any of those. Did they listen to Jake? Did they listen to JR? Did they- I don't know, man. Did they listen to Arn? No, but Arn was crazy. Did they, <laughs> did they listen to Cody? Now that's that's the one. That's the one that's probably the most damning. Yeah. <sighs> Hollow eight, you're at a seven. Yeah. The only thing that's wetting my appetite a little mm-hmm. tomorrow night, Rampage, Lee Moriarty versus Hook for the FTW title. Okay. Eight. Eight. That's an example of give me the young blood that's going to lead you in the next five years. Mm-hmm. And don't fuck it up like you did with fucking Darby. Or don't yeah. let it get out of hand like they did with Sammy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got Hook winning. But I hope Hook wins fight. that. Yeah. Uh, so here. All right. We're, all, we're halfway. We're more than halfway there. But we're going to fill in some blanks here. Something's happening on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We're going to run through it real quick. Sunday? Yes. Okay. The historic crossover between New Japan and Stardom. Oh. United Nations, six-man tag. Jeff Cobb. Yeah. Great O'Conn, Aaron Hinare against Chaos. Mm-hmm. Kazuchika Okada, Toru Yanu, the great fucking Muda. Okay. Give me a number. Seven? Eight. Um, farewell to her. No, is winning everything, right? There you go. That's what I was going to say. It's a farewell. That doesn't get me too excited. Because I don't think that there's going to be a lot that we're going to see that's going to be like, oh my god, this is so amazing. Yeah. It's more about the nostalgia and the feels and the farewell. And I'm going to be honest. Muda may have been a little bit before my time as a wrestling fan. Gotcha. Just, 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 just a, a hair. Yeah. Just a hair. Because, yeah, David, you remember David, yeah. David Million? That was his favorite wrestler. But he was just a hair older than me, you know, and older than you. He was just a little, just a yeah. little bit. So that's, that's who he liked growing up. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't know who that is. But then I caught up, and I was like, all right, he's cool, but he wasn't anything like, oh, my God, revolutionary. Because by that time, I was already watching fucking Tajiri do the same damn thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't, like, as uh, uh, spectacular for me. No disrespect. Uh, it's just I'm not as as excited for it. So it's not appointment viewing. We'll get there, Hector. We'll get there. Don't look down. Oh. Co-main event. Will Ospreay defends the U.S. title against Shota Umino. Okay. Eight. Six. Bump that up. Yeah, I'm at an eight. Okay. Uh, if Osprey's serious about jumping in on the AEW pool, he's dropping this belt to Umino. Really? I think Umino uh, could do... It, the belt would benefit Umino a lot right Is now. Is Umino well, there? Think, well, Is he there? I think so. I he's, think he's, he's ready. He's ready for that? I think he's ready. Okay, maybe it's just my ignorance because I, I don't 
the last time I knew anything about Umino, he he was like kind of on the come up. I don't I don't think he was ready. Just, just as he was about to get ready, he got hurt, and that was when he was uh, Moxley's number two as Death Rider. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. it was. So okay, if yeah. he's ready, he's ready. The main event. This was the name that stumbled me last week. The young, talented Japanese wrestler Mayu Iwatani. She was at uh, G1 Supercar. That's how I first knew about her. Okay. Um, she is wrestling Kyrie. Kyrie Sane. Yeah. This is the finals. The winner becomes the first ever New Japan Women's Champion of Ooh. this era. Okay. That's I'm cool. at a nine. I'll I'll be in an eight and a half. Mostly because I don't know what we have with uh, what was her name? Again? It was Tommy. It was Tommy. I don't know what we have with her. Yeah. I have you with Tommy winning this. Okay. Now you can read the last uh, thing in the chat. Uh, I have Sasha showing up on the show. That's what Hector says. Yes. Sasha Banks. Our Mercedes Verano. Yeah. Right? Or what's been trademarked as of last week, Mercedes Monet. Monet. Yeah. Monet. So. Like Monet Exchange, but not Monet Exchange. I'm going to give New Japan this much credit. If they're ending the show with the inaugural women's championship match, hey. I'm giving them enough faith that the co-main event, the second to last match of Wrestle Kingdom this year, will be Iwatami versus Mercedes Vernado for the women's title. Vernado. That's her actual Vernado. name. Vernado. Vernado. Okay. Well, no. That'll it's, get it's Monet. Every year, New Japan tries to do something to get us filthy Americans to watch. Filthy Americans. You get somebody that's been on WWE. You get somebody that's been on Star Wars programming as a co-main event for your New Japan show. You're going to get a lot of attention. Yeah, that's probably. You're going to get a lot of attention. And Sasha's going to keep doing these shows, autograph signings up to this show to spread that around. Yeah, this is a big fucking deal. We got to start at the foundation. I've got it with Tommy winning. This Mm -hmm. probably might be. The actual match of the night, and I'm saying that with Will Osprey getting a five star match over Tetsuya oh. last week. Wow. Okay. So, so you're not only predicting that that she's showing up. She's showing up, having a match, and it being a banger. Who? Mercedes ain't show. Mercedes is showing up afterwards. After oh. the match is over, she's calling a shot at Russell Kingdom. Okay. That's what she's doing. I'm expecting Kyrie and Mayu to knock oh, it out. Okay. Okay. As a main event. All right. Yeah. Um, in the live chat, we have Calvin. Calvin, welcome. New Ooh. name, new face. He says, good evening from Cleveland, Ohio to Yay. Houston, Texas. Great show. Thank you. Cleveland Thank rocks. You. Cleveland does rock. <laughs> we, we avenged the Guardians for you. We did. We did. We took, we took, out, we took out those damn Yankees. For yeah. You. Yeah. Fuck the Yankees. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, K.O. Sprayton is MCL. But he's still showing up Who? on every Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens hurt oh, himself in a right. house show. Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. You see him at War Games. You, I thought you, I saw would a report you, saying that he would make it. Would you risk it? I, I mean, I don't. I'm not a doctor. I don't know how bad his knee is. I mean, if he, if he's fine, he's fine. He lost Logan Paul to the uh, ACL, MCL, and the other. Apparently, Logan's Paul injury is not that bad, according to Jake Paul. Did you see that? Did you Google Jake Paul's DMD? DMD? No. Yeah. He ain't got none. I'm just, no saying, doctor. I'm just saying that's what Jake Paul oh, said. That was his report. That's what he said. Just giving you shit. I'm giving you shit. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Mercedes is a statement maker Monet. 
That's what we're going with, the yeah. statement maker? That's a long catchphrase. Give me a match of the week, candidate. It's oh, shit, because it's only been a week. And I didn't watch any wrestling between. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, I've got at least two wrestling fans in the chat, so mm-hmm. let's see um, if we can uh, make a discussion here real quick. Okay. Match of the week pick. Usos versus New Day from last Friday's SmackDown. Okay. That uh, where they were uh, trying to prevent the Usos from taking the uh, record? Yeah. Okay. Is that better than Sheamus versus Gunther Chopfest? <laughs> Sorry. I was saying thank you for being the Yankees. Congratulations <laughs> to the Astros. We got your back, man. We got, got your back. you. <laughs> yeah. Don't hate us if we cheated. We took out the Yankees anyway. We took out the Yankees for you. Yes, we broke out the brooms and everything. (laughs) Is the New Day Usos better than Seamus Gunther from Clash of the Champions? Or Clash Uh, of the Castle? I don't know. You don't know because you didn't watch it. Yeah, I didn't watch it, but that Gunther match was great. (laughs) I missed Gunther versus uh, Rey Mysterio. Did you? Rey Mysterio. Apparently that was on the tape smackdown before this uh, Mm. Saudi show that happened. Um, I think I fell asleep before I could watch that match. Because I, I think, wasn't that the main event? Yeah. I was trying to watch that SmackDown and I, I just zonked out. That's another bone to pick. This World Cup is blasphemy. How World the f- Cup? Why the fuck are we talking about World Cup? Because they're having, not soccer's World Cup. Oh. Soccer's World Cup is a complete other different fuck up in another level of fuck uppery. Okay. The World Cup in, the, in SmackDown where the winner gets a shot at Gunther. Mm. That's bullshit because Why? half of them are from the north from North America. How is that a fucking World Cup? Well, North America's in the world. Half of the tournament has to be against America. Just call it America against the world. Sponsored by Donald Trump. Fuck. I don't know. God damn. <laughs> Shit. God dang it. Uh Let's see. Is there anything else? He said that he's a super wrestling. Uh, Calvin says he's a super wrestling fan from back in the seventies. Will the w- tell this fool about fucking great Muda? Great Muda. Uh, will the WWE ever be good again? Because it's been for the past several years. Will Maybe? the WWE ever be good again? Wow, you're assuming WWE has not been for a long time. Yeah. Hector says it's close, but not enough. I don't know, like. It depends on your definition of good. Because WWE wrestling may have been more popular in the era where kayfabe was still alive. Like it was getting more mainstream attention where people were like, eh, is this not real? It might not be real. No, it's real. And like th- then they were like, okay, cool. But then after kayfabe died, it had a bit of a dip. But then also if you look at the money, WWE... And wrestling in general has been making, making way more money than it's been making in the 70s and 80s. That's the biggest issue with wrestling fans right now. Everyone has a subjective definition of good mm-hmm. instead of – has an opinion of what good is right. as, to, as opposed to what facts are of what good is. Yeah. Opinion is good to should be fucking on a 12 12- – Thousand and no win streak and fucking you should be killing everybody, men, women, and babies, because that's what I want to see. I want my soundtrack of professional wrestling to sound like this. <laughs> you want to see Gunther chop a baby? <laughs> well, they don't shut the fuck up. Keep going. 
<laughs> Would WWE have gotten 10 billion from Saudi 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 no. years ago? And they had Cheeky Baby. Um, <laughs> would WWE's uh, television distribution gotten as big 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago? Merch sales. Are they selling more merch now than they did Attitude Era, Bret Hart, New Generation Era, Hulk Hogan yeah. Era, fucking um, before Hulk Hogan from Duck Golden Hulk. Era. Yeah. Golden Era. Are they making more money? It's, our opinion is subjective. What counts in business is the numbers, and if the numbers is what they're is what record sellouts and stadiums are doing more pay per views in stadiums, they're selling more tickets in stadiums, they're selling more merch at arenas, they're doing more shows, they're coming back from COVID. I know COVID was a huge ass speed bump or a Mexican brick wall, which is the same if you go to Mexico. Um, there's been a lot of things in the way, but I think the renaissance of our free our freedom from covid restrictions i think wwe as a business has been better than it is now right. booking we gotta wait and see because we're in a new and, generation with vince mcmahon gone and then you talk about all the subjectivity it, you could also go back and talk about like the actual in-ring work too if you don't want to look at the numbers in the business and the money and all that right like if you go and you watch like a show that was taped from like i don't know the houston coliseum and paul bosch right you look at like one of those cards jyd versus million dollar man in a steel cage yeah that was good but if you look at those matches they didn't do shit neither yeah. one of them left their feet except for maybe once and then when they did it was like oh my god it was a body slam Ooh. did you know in you the know? 60s a hamburger consisted of meat and bread that was it a hamburger yeah yeah meat and bread now we put all kinds of fuck in that goddamn in between the buns. Yeah, your ketchup, your mustard, your mayo, your lettuce, tomato, pickle, onion, bacon, avocado, onion, barbecue sauce, onion rings, onion straws, hot Cheetos. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I started the what's too late. Gold on flakes. What? <laughs> Truffle oil. What? Sesame seeds. What? <laughs> Mushrooms. What? Chicken. <laughs> You put chicken on a burger. <laughs> you put chicken in a burger. You put macaroni and cheese on your goddamn burger. <laughs> you toast the buns with a mini torch. Yeah. It's like, yeah, so you can't have the standards of meat and bread when now it's like 40 fucking flavors. Burger yeah. King's advertisement is like you can have 161,000 different combinations of your way. Yeah. You can't have that those kind of standards when it was just this here. I, That's the same thing with wrestling. Yeah. You can't compare fucking the Young Bucks against the Golden Lovers against the Horsemen and Magnum TA and fucking Ole Anderson. You can't yeah. it's not it's yeah. it's completely fucking different. Yeah. So it's it's a lot of that subjective. It's hard what to to dictate what we what should be the fact as opposed to there's so much fucking opinion and conjecture because yeah. it's just uh, and with that, we're going to wrap up with the message that was sent earlier in our group chat. Because we oh. need to expound on this. Oh, oh. Somebody oh, sent us this picture in our group chat. I'm not going to say any names. <clears throat> Pick one team to keep. The rest are gone from memory. Four Horsemen, Heart Foundation, NWO, Degeneration X. 
Evolution, The Shield. Keep one, the rest are erased from history. You said NWO. Why? I think they had a wider impact. Not necessarily better, but a wider impact. So here I'm looking at collateral damage, basically. That's, that's what I was like. Like, you have six pretty legendary factions. You know, one is a little debatable. But you have six legendary factions. And you're saying that I got to get rid of five? And everything that went along with it? So I'm trying to just get the biggest group <laughs> to keep. That way I hedge my losses. That's what my, my thought was. Um, if you didn't have the NWO, you wouldn't have the Bullet Club. So I think those ripple effects there um, are a little bit more far-reaching than the blueprint that was set uh, by the Horsemen. I know what your answer was, so I'll let you go ahead and rebuttal. Your answer was... Four Horsemen. The Four Horsemen. <laughs> Calvin says four horsemen, period. Th- thank you, old timer. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna instead of defending my pick, I'm gonna yeah. break down the rest. Okay. NWO, you talked about collateral damage. Yeah. The NWO. Mm-hmm. How long did it last? Two years? Was it? And three months in WWE? Probably yeah. Something, yeah. something like that. Two years. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't last longer than the Confederacy. <laughs> is that promotion that NWO started on, is it still around? No. Okay. But it was the only thing that made WCW relevant. Now, was it mostly at its peak or is it remembered for its valley? Because that Ooh. NWO was watered down fucking fast. Uh-huh. There was so many members in the NWO that you had to make two of them. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Mexicans at Home Depot said, Yo quiero trabajar también, güey. <laughs> they made three of them. And guess what? There PCW was, on it, There was so many that they conglomerated into a fourth yeah. black and silver. Oh, yeah. No, see, I thought you were going to go with BWO. It's like your fourth and, and then, Yeah, and then the, the parade decided to have their own company and make their own NWO, and they added a lot of blue in it. <laughs> and again, it only lasted at its peak, mm-hmm. at its peak, two years. Maybe okay. even less, because okay. by then it was already getting watered down, and maybe three months, six months into Wolfpack versus Hollywood, that mm-hmm. shit was already like, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Heart Foundation. No. There's a lot of talent there. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) nature kind of already did that for us to to get rid of the Heart Foundation. (laughs) Damn, that was fucked up to say. This is coming from the biggest Bret Hart fan. Yeah. If Bret Hart heard you say that, oh, I know. Yeah, you I would mean, eclipse Goldberg yeah. as Hart's <laughs> biggest nemesis ever. Um, objectively, though, 
I see the Hart Foundation being more derivative of the Four Horsemen. Yes. So I don't think you can... They're a great cover band of the Four Horsemen. Yeah, I don't think you could get rid of the Four Horsemen and keep the Hart Foundation. I don't, I, I, I don't think that's fair. Uh, even though maybe some of my argument against keeping the Four Horsemen would have been... Um, they probably weren't the four, first tag team... Uh, 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 ha- not handyman. What do you call them? Mechanics. Yeah, a tag team, then a mechanic, then a main eventer. Right, mm. like that formula is so good. But I don't think that they were the first, and they weren't the last. And I don't think that they revolutionized anything. Maybe they perfected it, and they were the best at what they did, being the Horsemen. Uh, but if you want to knock the NWO for how many iterations it had. You got to do the same with the horsemen. I mean, come on. Mongo was a fucking horseman, right? There wasn't four horsemen. It was like, there was like 16 horsemen, like to be honest. We'll get to the horsemen because I thought you were leaning towards the other team. Okay. Because there are several iterations of D-Generation X. Oh. And a lot of that is very inconsistent. Yeah. DX, at the most memorable, has always been Triple H, Shawn Michaels, China. How long did that last? That was probably less than a year with just them three. That was nine months. Yeah. That was six months. That was from October from uh, In Your House Degeneration X till WrestleMania. That was yeah. like six months. And then Sean left because his back was fucked. Yeah. And, and then that's Triple, when H Triple H had took a, over with. Had to rebuild it. The, yeah. With yeah. Pac and uh, New Age Outlaws. New Age Outlaws. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which that but was that, my favorite iteration. And then how long did that last before Triple H turned on him and joined the corporation? That was. So dumb. <laughs> yeah. And then they tried to tease it when Sean first returned to the company mm-hmm. and do the reunion. And then Triple H turned his back on him. And that's how we got the match at SummerSlam, the street mm-hmm. fight. Then mm-hmm. Sean had his main event run on his own. Mm-hmm. And then they teased DX and they did it against the Spirit Squad. And then that was it. Yeah. And yeah. then they do if, reunions if, if, now. If we are going to compare... The Horseman and the Heart Foundation, as the Heart Foundation means derivative of the Horseman, I think as much as I absolutely love DX, I think DX is kind of derivative of NWO. Yes. So if I had to pick, I would pick NWO over DX. I think my dark horse, my close number two, would be Evolution. That's pick. Because of what they produced. That's also what Hector says. And his ox, I've not looked at this monitor. Yeah, yeah. Ox, no well, let me, let me tell you what he says. Go he says, it. I pick Evolution because it ended up giving you four main eventers moving forward. The only reason why it's second is Evolution would have meant shit without Ric Flair in it. And the reason Ric Flair added value... The four horsemen. Because of the four horsemen. This so was you could Rick not- redoing the horsemen in, yes. in a different image yes. in WWE. Yeah, yes. I agree there too. So that's that's the only thing that's keeping me from evolution as a second. But goddamn, it's a good argument. Yeah. Because that was probably the first time that it solidified me as me believing Triple H as an actual heavyweight champion. The runs he had okay. before, eh, him with Ric Flair... I'm associating Ric Flair as legendary, as 16 world champions, and Triple H has been a consistent champion for at least over a year. He had year runs, at least, like Ric Flair used to back in the day. All right, Triple H, I'm not fucking with Triple H no more. I believe Triple H. 
They pulled out rookies. Batista. Turn him, turn him into a superstar. Turn him into multiple-time world champions. Mm-hmm. Third generation, Randy Orton, still wet behind the ears. They even feuded in between each other mm-hmm. because Orton was won the belt that Triple H had and wanted. Triple H wanted it back at the cost of Randy Orton. So they, they produced fucking diamonds, and just like they said they would. Something that you could argue about Evolution over the other four teams that we've talked about is I don't think that there was any other weird... Uh, uh, iterations. I think Evolution was always just was four. always was. It was just them four. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure, they like had the famous breakup, but there was never like, oh, we're getting back together, and then we're we're bringing in Mark Jindrak. Yeah, yeah, they weren't doing that. <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, you could say that when when you had a uh, well, good good segue here when you had Evolution versus the Shield, you had Blue Tista. That was the only time, but even then, it wasn't a new iteration of them it was it evolution. was the band minus a drummer you know yeah, yeah yeah so it was them so it wasn't like oh new members in different configuration and this and that like you did with the nwo like you did with the horsemen like you yeah. did with the uh uh, uh dx uh, not so much with heart foundation maybe oh yeah yeah uh I, but then okay good segue sierra hotel india Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. Shield. God. <laughs> God, it's been so long. Yeah. Especially when Travis was yeah. in the middle and we'd all yeah. go, oh, yeah. fuck me, dude. Yeah. Good night, Calvin. Thank you for joining us. He says NWO would be his second. Shield no. might be a close third, again, because of what it what it produced. Mm-hmm. All three of them have been world champions. Mm-hmm. All three of them are champions now. Mm-hmm. Probably the best they've ever been. Mm-hmm. Moxley, Ambrose, his title reign was, was they struck when the iron wasn't as hot. They could have given it to him at the Royal Rumble when it was him and Triple H as the last two. They could have given it to him at Elimination Chamber when it was in Corpus. And when they finally gave it to him, eh. uh, Seth Rollins winning the way he did the first time at WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. Roman right now, we... That's why there's no one sitting here because the head of the table one day will come. We acknowledge <laughs> the existence of the head of the table, no matter the size, no matter the location. And Rollins right now is like the second coming of, of Seth Rollins' shield. Yeah. Um, did, they ha- did they have enough talent to work with to put them at the level of four horsemen? Did they have the longevity? Did they... Have the cohesiveness. They brought them back for a farewell run because they knew Ambrose was leaving and WWE yeah. wanted to milk that cash teat just yeah. much more. One thing that's interesting about them is how small their stable was. It was just the three of them. You and, hit an angle every now and then. Well, that's what I was going to say. You haven't had any different iterations except for the one time that you had Kurt show up and Kurt was still <laughs> Oh, you can't. You, oh, but at that one time, that fan from Houston walked with them, and he was also. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was that the same guy who tried to hug out Tuve? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> well, he's batting five hundred. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, that was fun. The Horsemen, because <sighs> quality. I okay. think when, when when you think of Horsemen, your first thought isn't. 
and I don't mean this rudely, your first thought of the horseman isn't Mongo or Pillman or Malenko or even Benoit. Yeah. You think of horsemen, you think of Arn Anderson, Ole Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Ric Flair. And Magnum TA. Magnum wasn't in there. No. That was the rival. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Magnum was the rival. Okay. Half of Ric Flair's title reigns, at least half, were during this horseman era. Okay. It lasted in the 80s. It went through the 90s. It went through a lot of bad management that told them to do things that they didn't need to do. Um, it, and it had one of the greatest performers, wrestlers, whatever you want to categorize him of all time. Mm -hmm. If somebody walking down the street goes, Woo! Yeah. Instantly. They're going to think that you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Now, if you're wearing a wrestling shirt or you're at a wrestling show, yeah, yeah. But to see, this but day, see, the woo, what? the woo is not for horsemen. The woo is Ric Flair, and I think that's the argument but, that you have against the horsemen because it's you, you do. No disrespect to Ole. But nobody knows who the fuck Ole Anderson is. Like, the only reason why people know who the fuck Ole Anderson is is because it's easy to remember because of Arn Anderson. Because Arn Anderson had some staying power. Mm -hmm. Right? Tully? Uh, okay. You know. Um, but the, the reason why people remember the horseman is because of Flair. Mm -hmm. Right? That's the argument against the horseman. That it's, it didn't produce, like, the shield or, like, evolution where everybody went on to be champions. Everybody went on to be relevant. It, it was just one guy that was relevant coming out of it. Was there a group before the four horsemen that you can think of? I, I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe there was. I, I it Was the Freebirds before the Horsemen? I, I don't know. But even then, there were a tag team that just happened to have right. a... And there were yeah. several people in the Freebirds also. Yeah. So Four I mean, Horsemen maybe? perfected the template that every other team after that, in some shape or fashion, yeah. followed. Again, I don't think that they invented that template. They perfected it. But they probably perfected yeah. it. Yeah. And it just, it, it just lasted for so much longer that... Yeah. Yeah. I, it has to be Horseman. Okay. And that's my pick. I could be wrong. Right. There, but there's some good options out there. Yeah. Try to de debate it as best we can. God damn it, Arnold. Was it Arnold that sent it? It was Arnold. It was Arnold that sent it. Shit, even when he's not Arnold, here. What, what was Arnold's pick? He he was on that picked uh, the shield, right? He, yeah. He picked the shield. <laughs> Imagine a world where we don't acknowledge the tribal chief, he said. I just acknowledged him. Well, he Imagine had, a world where you well, didn't. Well, the, I, I can't. Because I just did <laughs> Now I feel evolution is better because not only did they produce main eventers, but even after they split, they all became uh, mentor and star makers. Other than Rick, what did the other members do? Nothing. All bumpkiss. Arn a little bit. And they, they, I would think. So here's the thing, and this isn't, and this isn't me trying to be an asshole. How much of the Horsemen did you actually watch? Did you watch enough of their matches? Did you watch the bonus scenes from all these other WCW pay-per-views? Did you watch horseman oh, no. matches from early? Uh. Do you did you watch the documentary? Yeah. You you see enough of the horsemen? Oli and Lauren were the tag team then. Yeah. They didn't need elevation from Rick. But Flair. then they got eclipsed. Totally. Very Even in their own day, they got eclipsed by the different expresses. Tully know. was so vital that everyone else that came after Tully. That group was not the same without Tully in it. Mm -hmm. And Rick, I think the group elevated Rick. And in, and in turn, it elevated everyone. That's why. 
They yeah. did the four of them. They didn't need it. Tully was the U.S. champ. Ric Flair was the world champ. Ole and Arn were tag champs, and they just decided one day, shit, we all have all the gold. Why can't we just roll together? Yeah, and it just happened that way. Yeah, you know. So it's just I, that's why I'm, I'm sticking with the Horsemen. Cool. What are you doing in the next couple of weeks? You working? Are you working this weekend? We'll talk about next later on later. Do you I am, but not wrestling related. Okay. So yeah. You working uh, at the club? No, no, that's no. That that's behind me. No, I'm uh, actually I'm actually uh, helping a, a friend with some photography stuff for a car show uh, this weekend. Uh, so yeah. Okay. Right. Um, but uh, the re- photographer that uh, takes pictures at one of your wrestling places? No, 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 no. no different guy. Um, no, so that that's what I'm doing. Uh, I don't currently have any ring announcing dates in this next month. Uh, UPW is taking a break. Um, the next UPW show will not be until February 4th. God damn. Yeah, so there's... What'd you do? I didn't do anything. Every promotion he works at. <laughs> every one of them. That's not true. DCW is still around. UPW is You're, still around. You just haven't been notified oh, about these. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Where's Dougie? Yeah, you know, Dougie wasn't in the live chat today, so I don't know. Yeah, inform him yeah. about DZW or at least no, no, his he is UPW. To... He's not DZW. He's UPW. You don't even know what the fuck you're talking about, man. Just shut up. You're doing so. You yeah. got your feet. You got your face in so many pies right now. Oh my. It's hard to keep track. Yeah. Whose hair is that under your lip? <laughs> so. Anyway, yes, next UPW show will be February the 4th. There is no December or January date. Uh, we are taking a bit of a break for they're the holidays. Of, I was about to say, they're they afraid of the cold? Yeah, yeah, we can't, we can't run. UPW's on ice. UPW's DZW. on ice. DZW. I don't know. They're doing stuff. I don't work for them anymore. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. I haven't worked for them for, I haven't ringed out some for like three months. Dang. Months. Yeah. Fuck you, UPW. No, no DZW. DZ- God, you keep getting confused. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But yeah, that's uh, that as of right now. That's it. So, yeah. so I'm gonna put you on the spot. What? Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving in the af- in early in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday morning mm-hmm. or Saturday afternoon because I work. What about noon. these days? Spin it out. Which do you want to record our preview episode of Survivor Series? More games. God damn it. <laughs> And then you get a weekend off before we come back for Final Battle. <laughs> Don't you miss the old days? This is why you took a break, didn't you? <laughs> I had to get back with you on that because I don't... I currently am not even sure what my Thanksgiving plans are, to okay. be honest. I had to get back with you on that. I don't know. Would you like to record a dark match for Survivor Series if that option is available to you? We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> Hector, tell us when you're available for the end of the year, Bukaki. Yeah, Arnold. Yeah. I don't think somebody's Arnold's in the live chat. Somebody's got to take pictures. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? All right. like three ways, somebody's oh, going to be left out. Oh, my God. All right, so that's it. That's our show. That's it. Adios, my friends. Keep it classy. You're a dick.